Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Well, hello and welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, I'm Steve Lacey. And my name is Phil Thompson. We are with JSL Solutions. And we do this podcast every week, as you probably have figured out by now. If this is your first time here, we do, uh, we're a company that does tech-related stuff. Right? right, exactly. We serve ministries, but primarily with tech-related stuff. But we, as you mentioned before, we are have been in leadership quite a while. We've kind of been around the block, so we're sharing broader than the, the tech industry kind of yeah. items. Yeah, we do. And uh, just, again, we do streaming video. We do mobile apps. We do... Uh, website, church management tools, and all that stuff. And today, Steve, uh, and 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 because well, because we all we have both been involved in our local churches for a long time. That's one of the reasons we don't always talk about tech stuff. Uh, and today's we are not necessarily talking about tech stuff. What are we going to talk about? So we're talking about um, when to add a second or third service. So that's right. This is, uh, and by the way, stay with us here, folks, because there, there may be some of you going, well, eh, I don't care about this. But you might be surprised on some of the things we're going to talk about, about why you should at least consider adding a second service. Yeah, or even there's some elements, if you're, you are going to add a service, there's some things I think we're going to talk about that will enrich your, your current service. Right. right. Absolutely. So, all right. So let's just jump into it. Uh, I guess the big question is, why in the world would I want to add? A second service, right? Right. <laughs> so I just let, let me give people a little bit of my background. I have worked with churches for a long time, and I, I think it's been, I think this is the fifth church that I've helped go to multiple services. So I'm not a rookie at it. I'm not saying I'm this tremendous expert at it, but I, I have done it now five other times. So I, I can kind of tell you the do's and the don'ts. I can tell you what worked right. and didn't work. Yeah, I think a common misconception is um, people say, well, why would I want to go to some a second service? I still have a bunch of seats available in my my existing service. So we're going to talk about some of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so let's just address that. Why, why in the world would we want to go to two services? Well, ob- the obvious answer, first of all, would be, you know, you want to go to two services if your first service is full or at least, and here's the point, uh, and most people don't get this, probably if you're 70 percent to 80 percent capacity then you should really consider going to another having adding another service right because then you're you're the perception is you to the newcomer or the someone with a large family this is you're full i mean this place right. is actually tina i actually went out to one of the places we normally go to eat and we showed up and we're like wow there's a big line are we going to be able to seat and if you look at it you know from the restaurant's vantage point there's plenty of seats but from our vantage point, we're going, let's go somewhere else because this place is looking like they're not going to be able to accommodate us. Yeah. Uh, now, you can get away with maybe waiting a little longer if you have a younger crowd. Younger crowds are a little more flexible and they don't mind if you're 90% full. But but generally speaking, when you hit the, about the 70% mark in your worship center, in your sanctuary, whatever you want to call it, you really ought to consider. But there's also some other factors here, too. In fact, let me just share with you, you know, I'm working with a church now who uh, put up a facility about a year ago and uh, filled it up pretty quick, but had plenty of room in their worship center. But here's the problem they ran into. 
parking, and their children's ministry was full. And mm-hmm. and so that's another thing you've got to consider. Uh, you may you may have a big sanctuary, uh, but if your other areas of ministry are limited, like in this case, this church has just limitations in how many kids they can take. Well, they're trying to reach young families. Right. And so if you're bringing your kids into this church for the first or second or third time, and the children's ministry is just packed with kids, it's, you know, filled up or close to filled up. Most parents are going to say, eh, I don't want to do this. Right. Most, yeah, too much hassle. Well, yeah, and you're concerned. You, if you don't know the people very well, right. you're like, okay, what's going on? This this room is full. It's full of kids going all over the place. Now, there are some parents that just say, yeah, good, get rid of them. <laughs> you know, let's just get rid of them for an hour or so. But, I mean, so that that's a thing you really should consider, not just your worship center but, or your sanctuary, whatever you want to call it, but but parking too. Parking was another issue. There'd be five or four or five parking spaces. And again, if you're driving in for the first time or relatively new. Right. And you don't know where to find those four or five parking spaces. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not good. Right. And so, uh, you know, this whole thing about 70 percent is, I think, very important. Uh, but I think that uh, you also got to look at other other avenues as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, where are we going with next? So uh, we, we've talked about being full. Uh, I would uh, consider this when you're going to go to multiple services. Uh, you can grow uh, if you if you go to multiple services. And even if you might say, well, we're running 50% capacity or 60% capacity, I would still consider planning to have another service. Right. Studies have showed that you'll grow. If you do it right, you'll grow by 20%. Right. In a year by right. just simply adding another service. Right. And there's things you can do. I mean, going to another service is going to open up some avenues, some some things that, for you as well. And there's things you can do with your existing service. And you know, one of the things that we do at our church is you, you don't want to have a 10% filled sanctuary or a 20% filled right. sanctuary because then, then it starts looking like, where is everybody? Right. And so some of the things that, that we do is, you know, we ever have advertised in the past as a cafe environment and we'll have tables with chairs set in the sanctuary. Yeah. And what we'll do is if, if it's going to be a service that's not, um, you know, widely attended, we'll start off with fewer seats and add more tables, make the place look a little fuller, than it than it may really look, and so it gives the appearance of you know you're being yeah you've got a, a fairly full crowd and then what we'll do is we'll, we'll as more people show up and we want to maintain this you know not getting to the eighty percent mark we'll add some more chairs on the fly so there's things that you can do even if you aren't running at capacity to in order to take advantage of the multiple services because when you move to multiple services. As you're going to mention here, I'm sure that, uh, I mean, there's things that, that open up for opportunities for growth will exist that you wouldn't have without the right. additional service. And you really bring up a good point about moving the chairs around and putting tables up. Uh, now, I realize there may be some people listening to us, their churches just have pews, and that's going to be a, a little bit of, of a bigger challenge. But uh, that's exactly actually what we're doing now. We, uh, The church I'm working with, we decided to go to multiple services. We should have done it a year ago, but it took a while to get people 
thinking about change. And that's another thing we'll talk about here in a moment is, you know, when you talk about introducing a second service, you're going to have a lot of people that will give you resistance because it's like, well, why should we do that? I'm just happy here. I won't be able to see Betty anymore. Or I won't be able to see <laughs> Bobby anymore. We'll get to that in a moment. But one of the things you, I want to stress what you just mentioned, because it's very important. You can, if you've got the ability to, I don't know if I want to use the word manipulate the room, but modify the room might be a better word to use. Modify the room. You should really do that because as a speaker, and I, you know, I've been speaking, pastoring and speaking the churches for a long time. There's nothing worse from the speaker's viewpoint to get up there and the place just looks empty. The energy level's down, you know, because as you said, people are walking in and if they feel like, you know, why is, why is this place not full? Is there something wrong with this church? You know, uh, you know, you're doing the multiple services. You are going to have a period of time where it's going to take uh, a balancing out thing. You know, people are going to, it's going to take, uh, you really need to stick when you make the decision, hopefully you make it correctly and you do all the factors. It's going to take time for that to balance out. But right. in the meantime, you know, you you want to modify the room. So like, like you said, uh, tables are a great idea, little round tables, uh, you know, change the seating up, space the chairs out more. Right. You want to create an environment that is, um, you know, warm and welcoming right. and comfortable for people right. and, and looks like, you know, this is a place where something's going on. Right. And, and then, you know, so, so there's, there's the people sitting there you know, the congregation. And again, as I mentioned just earlier, the people standing up and talking, the pastor or whatever, you know, if you can set that up right, then it just creates more of a, for lack of better terms, just positive energy. Everybody's right. feeling pretty good about things, but, but when it's totally empty, you know, I mean, you've heard the term fake it before you fake it till you make it. Well, you know, I mean, I've had to do that for years when I was starting churches, whatever, you know, you get up in there, hello, 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 there's nobody there, you know? <laughs> and, and so you have to just kind of go through it and, and, and work through it. And eventually it catches up, you know, people will eventually begin to come and, and yeah. all that. But, and that'll, That'll occur not only, I mean, during the service, but over, you know, over the year as well. Um, That's, I know we're in a, uh, a society where getting to church on time is not a priority for everyone. And so you don't want to, you don't want to wait until you have critical mass. You want to begin on time. You want to start on time. And, and even when you're talking about going to two services, you want to, you know, you want to plan that out. And, and so speaking of people not showing up, you know, here's a problem we recently had. We went to two services, right? So we're kind of guessing this is like our first service. I think it was our first service where, where we decided to do first Sunday where we go into two services, right? So we have the chair. We have less chairs set up because you know it's it's a nine o'clock service and, and we should cover this too you know what when should you do these what time frames should you do this so keep that in mind but we had our nine o'clock service pretty good little turnout you know for nine o'clock service then we had a ten thirty service packed people were coming in everywhere and so it was like a, a fire drill people running around trying to put chairs up i had ushers putting chairs where they shouldn't have been put up because mm-hmm. you know they're all these portable chairs you know what i mean that you can put down it was crazy. So make sure you have a plan, uh, you know, when you're doing these things where you have, if you're not going to set up the whole sanctuary with chairs, which, you know, again, depending on your size, you might want to cut it down a little bit, but you're going to have to also make sure you can have the chairs out in a timely fashion and an orderly fashion. Right. Without disturbing the service. Without the, And so we, we failed miserably hmm. in our first service, first Sunday where we did multiple services. We got better the next two services, the next two, two weekends, you know. 
Well, we've already seen a growth of over 20%. So again, uh, you will grow if you do it right. You right. can grow. So why, will, why will you grow? Why, what are some of the reasons you think you'll grow? Uh, I think there's several reasons. One is people like multiple choices. They like options. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I realize we're speaking to different churches here in this podcast. Uh, and, you know, there's there's an idea like, well, you know, if they're committed, they're going to come. They need to be committed. And, and look, I understand that. And we do believe people should be committed. But the truth is uh, we're in a society today that comes and goes. Right. And, and you're going to each church is going to draw different um, people at different points along the path. And so, you know, there will be some of those that are committed and there's some of those that aren't committed yet, but right. they may be committed you know, later, right. and they need that that flexibility to get nurtured and grow to the point where they are committed. Yeah, not everybody's at the same level right. when they come visit a church, and so uh, again, you know, we're we're talking here in this podcast, assuming that if you're listening, either as a pastor or. Uh, you know, a key volunteer, a key leader, we're assuming that you want your church to grow. (laughs) We're assuming that there are some churches that don't really want to grow, but uh, if you don't grow, you go the other direction. So uh, again, multiple options gives people, you know, some freedom to come and decide where they want to go. Some people like coming earlier and then they have the rest of the day to watch football or just do whatever they want with their family. Some people want to sleep in. Plus I think there's a little bit of a, um, uh, an impression that's cast when you say, oh, my my church has two services. And you go, oh, church must be growing and doing doing some things right. They've got two services as opposed to a service, a church that only has one service. Yeah. So it creates a, uh, an impression that, oh, let's go check this place out. They've got a few options for me right. and they've got, you know, they've got a couple services, so they must be doing things, you know, right. well. I just had somebody say that to me yesterday. She happened to find out where I attended church and, and she goes, Oh, she goes, I just saw your sign. It said you're going to two services. You guys must be growing. And yeah, we are growing, but again, it, it created a positive uh, impression that, you know, you guys must be doing something right. right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and so, yeah, absolutely. So going to two services, uh, what was your original question? Why should you do it or whatever? What are some of the benefits yeah. of going to multiple so, services? So providing choices for people. Growth. You're going to grow. Yeah. Uh, again, if you do it right, uh, and I'm assuming you're doing it right because if you if you really need to go to two services, you must be doing something right. And so you, you want to you, – and not only are you going to grow with numbers, but you actually will grow financially. The same studies, and I don't have them in front of me here, but there are studies out that show that churches will grow not only with people, but your income will also grow. Hmm. And and so that's also something to consider. So, uh, you know, the bottom line is you want to reach people. Hopefully you do if you're listening to this podcast. And so when you go to a, a second service, if you do it right, I emphasize doing it right. Yeah. If you're going to do a second service 1230 in the afternoon, May not be a good choice. Right. So one of the things I'm sure people are thinking is, well, I am strapped out right now to get people to volunteer at the one service I have. How am I going to get the second service set up as well? Well, that's a challenge. And and that's we should probably move into that because there are some challenges to doing this. Uh, First of all, my opinion is you need to really begin to talk about this going to two services early. You need to start preparing people for it and not just like, Hey, we're going to do it, but, but, you know, give them 
the vision of why you're doing it, why you think it's a good idea. Uh, you need to make sure your leadership team is on board, first of all, with the idea. Mm -hmm. And if they're not on board, don't do it. Uh, but you, you really need to get them on board. And then from there, then you need to communicate it. And overly, you need to over-communicate, if I can use that term, because people don't get it. it in fact, this church I'm recently working with, you know, well, why should we go to two services? You know, I'm not going to see my friends and, 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 you know, it's, we're going to need more help, you know, with ushers and greeters. And, and those are valid, really they're valid concerns they're valid questions. So the way you begin to work on that is you start ahead of time and you start giving people a kind vision. Of cast the vision for it. Yeah. yeah. Why are we doing this guys? Why do we have church? You know, I mean, is church just about you and me or is it about reaching other people? Is it helping other people grow, reaching families? Right. And where do you see this church one year, three years, exactly. five years down the road? And so, how are we going to get there? Yeah. So, yeah. So you do need to be, you do need to kind of get this out ahead of time. I mean, not just a week or two ahead of time, but you really need to be talking about it probably months ahead of time and, and begin to prepare that and get your people on board and give them opportunities to give you feedback. Uh, we actually had meetings and we talked about it and we gave people an opportunity, you know, Hey, here's what we want to do. What do you think about this? And we had people raise again, very legitimate questions that I just kind of mockingly said, you know, right. uh, because it is legitimate. You, you, you may not see your friend every Sunday anymore, but there's ways to overcome that too. All right. So, exactly. uh, which we can get into if you want, but, uh, you know, the other thing I think you need to look at is, is a lot of churches have Sunday school classes, uh, you know, you and I come from a, the churches we've been with. We don't really do Sunday school classes. Yeah, not uh, for adults at right, least. Not yeah. for adults. For kids, yes, but not for adults. And so I, I realize there may be some people listening here that their church does Sunday school. So what do you do with that? So you have to really think that through. You need to really look at that. Uh, so you, you, uh, you know, you may not want to eliminate Bible studies and Sunday school classes, but you may need to move them to a different night, maybe. Uh, you know, something like that, because again, if you're trying to reach newer people, you know, the newer people probably don't care a lot about your Sunday school right now. They might later. Right. So you'll, you need to move that around and work that around, which right. is going to mean you're going to have to communicate more with your leadership and your people involved. I know with um, some churches I actually visited in California, they would have multiple services, but they would have, they would have, they did their Sunday school. You would like uh, go to Sunday school at nine and go to church at 1030 right. or vice versa. Yeah. So yeah. go to church at nine and go to Sunday school at 10, at 1030. But you're, you're suggesting either do something like that or shift the Sunday school to another night of the week. Possibly again, every church is different. Every culture is different, you know? So I, I think what you just mentioned is good. I know there's churches here in Tucson that do that do that very thing. They, they have a nine o'clock Sunday school. And then after that you go into the service right? and vice versa. You might have a nine o'clock service. And then you, after that you go to your Sunday school class. So, the, you know, there are people that do that and, and it works, but again, uh, you know, the, the, the obstacles that you face in doing this, you need to put a little bit of thought into it. It's not going to be necessarily easy. Uh, and again, let's address the other question. Well, I'm not going to see Betty Lou anymore. If we have two services, well, Consider a couple things. Number one, you can only have so many friends anyhow. I mean, we've studied this out for years. Studies shown you only have so many friends. Yeah. Okay, I'm not I saying mean, you dismiss the, Betty yes. Lou, but yeah, despite what Facebook says, you can only yeah. have a relationship with 150 people. Is yeah. what the studies show. And that's 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 actually I've heard less, but yeah, that's you know, and really good friends. So I'm not saying you just 
blow off somebody now. Well, too bad you're going to the first service, but uh, you need to understand that you're not going to be friendly with every single person. You can't have a relationship with everybody in your church. Right. I mean, you can say hi to them and all that stuff. So uh, something that, that um, a lot of churches I've worked with really push, and that is small groups that meet during the week. Small right. groups, Bible studies that meet during the week, activity groups. We call ours activity groups that meet during the week. That way you can still maintain some close relationships during the week, and then you can go to the service, whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, that's yeah exactly right. So, so if you don't have that, if you don't have groups that meet during the week, again, that's something to consider. And remember, we're talking about, you know, how, how can you help your church grow over the long term? How can you continue to grow and prosper as a church? So some of this stuff you may have to begin to implement, and it's, it may take you even a year. Yeah, and that's another step along the way of growing and maturing the people that are coming. You know, they're initially not going to come to Sunday school. They may show up at your service, and as they grow in their walk, they're going right. to start to consider, um, you know, uh, a small group to to join during the week or going to Sunday school and that sort of thing. Yeah, and, and I would certainly, as a leadership team and as pastor, I would certainly really kind of push that, you know, small groups, uh, because that really is a key to people's spiritual growth and building relationships, right. you know, with small groups. And so I would push that. I would not hesitate. I would make it part of my agenda, so to speak, where it's in the bulletin. It's even incorporated in your messages. Uh, and again, as we're talking about multiple services here, you know, as you're getting ready for this, incorporate these things in your message. You know, when you're talking about some topic, you know, mention that, you know, this is why we're going to two services, you know, uh, you know, maybe talking about Jesus reaching people or whatever. Well, we want to reach people. So right. you get what I'm, uh, it, yeah. it needs to be a part of the, of the church in everything you see in here. Right. Now you have something kind of unique with what to do with your teens as you're making this transition. Do I? I don't remember that. What did I, <laughs> I wrote this thing about two or, years ago. Oh yeah. Well, you're talking about um, student groups. Okay. And one of the things you're mentioning is not having the services compete with the student groups, right. but yeah, potentially right. move the you know the youth group to another night of the week, yeah. and then yeah. get those youth into church in both a role of you know attending church every week, yeah. as well as potentially serving within that service. Yeah, I remember that, and I remember thinking about that. I honestly, probably wrote this about two years ago, but I, I think that. Um, uh, Again, every church is different. Every culture is different in the church. But if you want your your youth to begin to grow spiritually and begin to connect, uh, I think it's good to to have uh, influence them with adult teaching right. as well. Is not, and I think it's good to have youth groups, and I think you should have youth groups. But I think you know if you're just throwing your kids in a youth group. And not having them involved in serving, involved in even participating in your service, you know, I think they're missing out. Right. That's just my opinion. Somebody may sit there and disagree with me. So, yeah. The other element I think is is important. If you can get the youth to get involved, it's going to um, create a different appearance for your church. Right. You know, you got oh, we've got a. Yep. Got an eighteen-year-old usher out here that knows, you know, that's really sharp and on top of right. things. This is a really young, um, you know, you're, they're using their youth, and it's creating a youthful environment for the, um, yeah. you know, for the church. When, when you when you get young people more involved, it will really help your church. In fact, there was a church years ago that started here, and um, 
uh, I'll just mention their name. It was, it was Calvary Chapel here in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, there's several Calvaries now, but back in the eighties, it started and they just had a lot of young people and they had young adults as well as some young families and stuff. And, and those young people just attracted more young people. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it just, there was just this exciting time is, you know, and again, you need a mixture of old and young, but there was just an exciting time and they grew and they grew like crazy. And I'm convinced a lot of it had to do with their, their youth and their younger. And they had groups. some, some servants or leaders or they they participants people. that were all in the, the younger genre. They had some good leadership that kind of mentored these people, you know, and it was just a good thing. So right. absolutely. I, so, I think so let's see, as we're moving things along here, as we're, um, Considering moving to another service, what should the timing of these additional services be? Yeah, timing is everything, right? That's what they always say. Uh, I think again, you you need to survey your congregation, you know, and your community. Where you know what, what's your community like? Your your city, wherever you're at, the area in the city you're at. What's what are they like, and what's your congregation like? Because uh, honestly. You want to make sure you space it out a little bit, but you don't want to go too late in the day. You know, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. You know, you don't want to. You probably don't want to do a twelve thirty service. You know, you, I mean, unless that's all you can do, and and that's just the you've got for some reason you've got a culture of people that like meeting in the afternoon or whatever. Right. But but you you want to really make sure that you again, from my viewpoint and from my experiences. People want to get out of there by noon right? <laughs> because it's lunchtime. And again, I know there's some of you listening to this podcast going, well, they need to be committed. And, and, and look, I understand that. But if you're trying to reach newer people, as you said earlier, Steve, that commitment level is probably not going to be there. Like it would be somebody that's, you know, part of your church and been around for a while. So right. I would really look at your timing in a sense of, you know, what's going on in your community. Uh, you know, if you live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, you know, you got the Packers, you know, maybe you want to adjust things. I know that sounds like you're compromising, but maybe you want to adjust your schedule so that you don't interfere with certain activities, events, you know, U U of A games or whatever, you know. Uh, but honestly, you need to take a good look at all this stuff because you're trying to reach people that don't maybe go to church all the time. And and, I mean, Sunday is a special day of the week for, for people and families and, you know, independent of whether they're going to church or not. And so there's some things that, I mean, typically people are going to want to sleep in on Sunday a little more than they normally do. And typically uh, Sunday afternoon and evening is typically kind of a a rewind or a relaxation period for the family. So, Uh, I mean, but there's a group, for instance, if you do two services, you might want to move like our service used to be 10. So we started to go two services. Our first one was nine o'clock. Our second one was 1030. We kind of thought it might be a little tight with the parking, but we went ahead and did it. And so far it's working. So what happened was the more, I don't know if I want to say committed people, but the more people that were kind of, you know, involved in church for a while, they, they actually did start going to the nine o'clock service and the newer folks we see most of the time, the newer people come at the 1030 service. Now, one more thing too, to add to that. And that is, you know, again, encourage your leaders, encourage your faithful people, if there's one service that's kind of lopsided, encourage them to come to a different service. Right. Ask them, hey, would you mind coming for a few months to the nine o'clock service? We didn't do that this time, uh, but but we it looks like we didn't have to. We get, we got lucky, so to speak. We you know it's right. pretty much balanced out what we're doing. So 
uh, timing is everything, but survey your, your congregation and then, you know, maybe encourage and, them to come to certain Yeah, and typically the, I mean, from my vantage point, the nine to noon window is kind of the prime time that you're going to want to try to have, you know, services yeah. in that time frame. I think that's probably a good rule of thumb. And, and I, I would strongly consider doing that. So now we also know that there are people listening to us that, you know, their church services go long. I mean, there's some church churches that oh, yeah. go two hours or more. So again, you know, maybe this multiple service thing isn't for you, but uh, again, you'll need to consider some of that. You may have to cut down your service a little bit. Uh, you may want to rethink. Some yeah, of or you could sh- shift or add a service to another day of the week. You what could. are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, again, uh, Usually you don't want to add a Saturday night service until you've got a pretty good turnout for the, the services you have Sunday morning. So if you can add a second service or a third service on Sunday morning, I would go that direction if you can do it. Uh, if you can't, then maybe add a Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening service. Yeah, and as a as a regular service. As now, regular I know lots thing. of churches will meet on Tuesday, Wednesday, even Monday nights. Yeah. Um, uh, and those are... Typically, though, those are not; those are kind of geared for the the committed, and right. the, they're kind of a special service, not a, yeah, a and, the regular weekly service. And that's fine; you could do that. But if you're trying to reach newer people, when new people are looking at going to a church, what day do they think about? Yeah, they, they think, think Sunday. Sunday morning, okay. And so, I would consider you know staying with Sunday mornings, and then you know if you're full Sunday mornings, you can't add another service. Uh, you know, then look at a Saturday evening service, and and that would be something that you would find. So, guess what? We're out of time. All right. Um, so, folks, if we can help you with this or anything, here's our email: support at streamingchurch.tv. We actually have a lot of experience working with churches, uh, and not just tech stuff, but we do obviously tech stuff, as we said at the beginning of the broadcast. Check us out on iTunes under Church Solutions Podcast. Give us a review. Like us, let us know if, you know how we're doing out there, and uh, we'd love your feedback. We'd love a review on iTunes, and we're also on 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 what what are we on YouTube? We we put the audio on YouTube, and right. we're also on newmediaministries.tv. So, Steve, we are out of time. Thanks for exploring this important topic. With All me. right, it's great being here, folks. Thank you for listening. Have yourself a great day. We will catch you next time on another edition of Church Solutions Podcast. Mm-hmm.